All right. So a lot of times, Evans, because Evans, back to the story. So Chris, the last second camera, mm. I was like, fam, we used to, I got to have some time to go order the next one. He got to buy another one. Yeah. So I know Evans was like, but I want to see you podcast because I trying to podcast. So I was like, Evans, come help me out. Actually, that's a legendary DJ clean cut. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the presence of greatness. Huh? Let, me, let, me, let me sit up. Let me sit up. Let me sit up. My, you know, oh, man. <laughs> you can find him at the Monkey Bar all over the different yeah, but I, I know exactly who this young lad is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, yo, let me get to come in and watch you. I was like, all right, perfect. I know because we work together. Yeah, so yeah, I know. Yeah. He got cameras, so I was like, Evans and me, get a camera too. Oh, but this, this to that literally <laughs> is a very, very solid setup, bro. The three cam from each angle can yeah. be it, bro. So, you know, um, but part of the show, I just like to free ball sometimes. But dude, time. though, ain't no, ain't no, ain't <laughs> no structure per se. Yeah, no, I have a structure, but I mean, part of the structure I mean? is yeah, to yeah. talk foolishness for two um that's what i meant structure wise like, yeah. yeah but naturally 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 because i forget to add i mean we could talk about that but we could talk about whatever bro whatever you want to talk about we can talk all right evans we ready to go all right so welcome to another episode of everything cool um this is actually happy new year this probably comes out Week after next or so, because I got Reggie episode to do. Yeah. I like y'all record this, but I think I can title this month Filmmakers Month. We get your high Reggie, and then I got another superstar here. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get to him. Um, the Negus of Nassau, St. Antoine Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard at your service. And we are on Everything Cool. Everything Cool. And that's where we cut to go to, you know, the little intro. Mm. And now we back. <laughs> The tourists come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me <laughs> Smooth, whatever no, just your phone? Come get your phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, that's what I say, bro. I don't cut nothing. I just be like, made this a part of the show, bro. Yeah. So, my guest for today, please introduce yourself. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Kai Strawn. Uh, model, actor, content creator, the whole shebangalang. You know what I mean? 242 in the building. 242 in the building, yes, indeed. I, the, the crazy thing is about you is that I... You know how a lot of people run in the same circle. So you sort of mm -hmm. know someone or you just be like, okay, I know who that is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. because they affiliated with this person, that person, you just remember faces, but you didn't really know too many people. Mm -hmm. But when I started really following you with, uh, I, I think I had you on Facebook for over 10 years. Yeah, or so. bro. But you know, like when you start, yeah. <laughs> when you start doing like the shorts, I was like, oh, I like, I like the content you producing. So every time you Appreciate post a short, one. I was yeah. like, oh, let me watch this. I gotta watch this. Yeah. Let me share it privately to my page and then come back mm -hmm. and watch it again. <laughs> but yeah, but it's a pleasure to have you on uh, today. It's a pleasure to be here, bro. Thanks for having me. Of Greatly course. Appreciate it. But before we start, we have 
I have a special segment on this show called right. the Bahamian word, phrase, or saying of the day. And we normally give that to our guests. Go ahead. <laughs> bless phrase, us. Bless us with a phrase or a word. Phrase, saying, word, whatever. It just got to be Bahamian related or whatever. Then don't say bio or mother sick. Right, 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 right. No, <laughs> I have a bunch of terms. Phrase, definitely uh, dog eat your lunch. Dog eat your lunch. Okay, what does that mean for our international So. Audience? Essentially, uh-huh. when something, I guess, like, not necessarily bad, but, uh-huh. like, you know, something happens to you and it's just like, wow, I didn't think, I didn't expect that, right? Dog eat your lunch. Simple. Very, very simple. But yeah. at the same time, it can be a very, like, positive and negative connotation at the very same time, in a very weird way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because sometimes it's good for the dog eat your lunch because you wouldn't been in that situation that you had. So, yeah. pros and cons. Pros and cons. Most definitely. Pros and cons. Dog eat your lunch. Dog eat your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're already and you're prepared for whatever you got going, but dog eat your lunch. You know that's what I mean? true. Because we like you always had that growing up, especially like when you was in school mm-hmm. and you don't do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> and dog this one, the dog bro. eat your lunch sort of transform into all oh, your wide mash. Your wide mash. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> that, or essentially the Americans or the international people are like, oh that sucks. That that's the yeah. best way. That sucks. Dog eat your lunch. That sucks. Yeah, you know that's what right. I mean? But at the same time, like I said, it could be a good thing and a bad thing. Though it's how you look at it perspectively. You know what I mean? For real. So take us into the origin story of Kai, because you're a man of the soil. Mine from, you know, Funky Nassau. Funky Nassau. <laughs> island, island boy, straight off the roots. And obviously when you, um, you know, because I experienced this when I was living abroad for a time. Mm. Like, you saw the, don't realize what you got embedded with until you go around other people. And it's like, oh, I see some similarities mm. with other people from different cultures. Or I could see, okay... How I was um, brought up, I wouldn't do this like this. Mm-hmm. I would do it like this. Yeah. Or even if you see your fellow countrymen abroad, okay, yeah, that's how Bahamian dudes or Bahamian women do. Ah, 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 ah. So you start to see like how important culture is and how important teaching culture and how it impacts yeah. mm-hmm. an individual. So, um, well, I mean, originally, you know, growing up, growing up here was you know a blessing right and you mm-hmm. know it wasn't really one of those places that really pushed as far as um the entertainment industry at least now and now it's getting i mean better, I think but, at that period of time because yeah. you had the 60s and 70s where it was like that cultural boom. right so it's like by the time we came on the scene it was somewhat like suppressed in my yeah like, i think you know. i think for us at least you know us 90 babies or 80s mm-hmm. babies you know baja man mm-hmm. was probably like the pinnacle? The pinnacle mm. as far as like influence wise. Um, but needless to say, I mean, you know, growing up here, I've always been like a character. Like I was always in mm. trouble in school. I was always- Oh, know, what school you went to? I, I went to Kingsway. Then oh. I went to QC. Which year you went to Kingsway? Uh, I was there, what, from K-5 until 2005. I graduated in grade six. Okay, so you left when I came there. All right. Yeah. 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 But I've the 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 point I'm bringing up is I've always been like a problematic child, of yeah. class clown, can't sit down, can't stop talking, and eventually you know it evolved into this 
performance like this is what i want to do you know i had okay. big, i had a, a big um influence from will smith when fresh prince of bella i really I think all of us did <laughs> I, want, I wanted bro i wanted to be like him so bad because mm. he was loved he was hated he was fly he was uh attractive like all us i wanted that bro. free loving I, free flowing, i wanted yeah. that and so i literally everything i was doing was like similar to like what the fresh prince was doing mm. you know what i mean and mm. it's, it's funny because when you grow up in a single home with um, a single parent, that's the only thing they have to put up with is what you bring into them. And that was me. Like mm. I saw this this guy on TV and I was like, wait, that's what I want to do. I can mm. do that. And ironically, like I didn't really push it so much here. I didn't really have like a transition until I was like abroad. Mm. And I was like, man, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know mm. I'm funny. Mm. I know I like to entertain people. I know I like to make people feel some type of way about certain things as far as like, from an entertainment aspect. And since then, bro, like when I literally like focused on that, it's been smooth sailing. Cause it, to me personally, it feels like a calling. You know what I mean? So when does this start? Like, cause I think I read a post that you made probably maybe a month ago where mm-hmm. you was telling the story about how you even got to LA. Yeah. So like what college after graduating high school, like what college you went to? So I went, so I went to Penn state, um, Shout out to all my Nittany Lion fans out there. Y'all know how to go. Uh, <laughs> I went to Penn State and I studied journalism. So okay. my goal was to always like either be in front of the camera or be in front of um, a radio mic. Okay. I, I, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to entertain. And um, at the time, like a lot of people was like, bro, you funny, you know? I mean, mm. I knew that. But <laughs> like, you know, when people like, but yeah. you're really funny, like. And so once I graduated, I really didn't have any opportunities with a journalism degree. And, you know, not saying like it was anybody else's fault but myself. I probably could have pushed myself more, done a lot more internships, Mm. but I wasn't able to find a job. So I went to California for like a week um, to visit a friend to figure out like where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. And once I landed in California, bro, it felt like home in a sense of the sun the the vibes, the people, the atmosphere. Like I knew I just wanted to be there. So I literally, once I graduated, I packed up my stuff, um, came home, rejuvenated, and then I moved to LA and it was just like I figured it out day by so day. So what it was it more about the ambience of LA or you you more saying it's like the climate? Because I can see I think it was both. Okay. I think it was both. But I looked at it from like a opportunity aspect. I was okay. like LA is the place you want to be as far as, from what I was seeing, like as an actor, as a Mm. creator, so on and so forth. And I was like, I need to be here. Like I could be in New York. Mm -hmm. I could do that. You could be in Atlanta. I could be in Atlanta, but like LA, like I need to go to the hub. Like I need to go like where it's harder than most places, most cities, so on and so forth. Yeah, because LA has this culture where even, you know, I've watched a lot of things. I've never been personally, but you always say, I heard stories from a lot of my professors and people that have mm-hmm. been there. Like, you even have, like, let's say a bartender or a waiter trying to be an actor. Everybody, Everybody is bro. trying to do something, Everybody. make it big. Like, the Uber drivers, <laughs> yeah. the bartenders, you have people working nine to five and doing this thing on the side. I have a lot of friends that actually have job jobs and be like, this is what I'm doing on the side until opportunity presents itself. Yeah, because I think people don't really understand the life of a working actor. And it's, it's hard. Like, it's really hard. Most people don't get a solid big break until like their mid thirties into forties, yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. The rarity where you becoming this big superstar in your twenties is vastly it's rare. It's very, very rare. <laughs> so, it can happen. It can happen. And shout out to everybody that you know it happened for. But like it's yeah. like you said, it's very, very rare, bro. Yeah. So you know, so coming to LA, how did you sort of transition? Because where, where exactly is Penn State? So Penn State's in Pennsylvania. It's in State College, Pennsylvania, the middle of Pennsylvania, um, the middle of nowhere. I okay. mean, State College is mainly known for Penn State, like mm. the college itself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that's literally where it is, in the middle of Pennsylvania. So how was it sort of, because maybe, because based on what you're saying, I could understand the whole freedom coming from like a college town to like the big Mecca city mm. where anything could possibly happen. But how was like that transition for you? Just like, you know, switching mentalities, which obviously you've been at Penn State for four yeah. years to now you here on the big stage with the bright lights. I think, honestly, bro, the transition was 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 smooth, bro. I think like anybody mm. from, first of all, any Caribbean person that is in America knows the grind. Mm. Regardless of your status, like if you're American Bahamian or if you're just a Bahamian, Bahamian, you know you have to grind. So like me going to LA was just more of a, all right, this is another challenge that I have to do. Because I know it's more of a grind, bro. Like this is a big city. You either you either swim or you drown. Mm. And essentially, I want to swim. I can't drown. You know what I mean? Like I have coming coming back home. I have people like looking up to me. You know, family supporting me. It's just like you have to go there with a mentality where it's just like, dog, you got to be great or you don't. Yeah, very very simple. Because what I was spoke spoken with with a lot of. Payments that and overall, you know, Caribbean people, international people, when they go to the US, uh, we talk about this Messiah complex mm. to where when you leave, you know, but I have to make it. You have to. Like, you know, or I, like, you know, that's why, like, a lot of times you see a lot of Caribbean folk, the African folk, like, laser focus, like, hey, I ain't got time to play because no. I know if I bust, everybody back home straight right. or whatever. If I get straight, like, you know, and sometimes some people, you be like oftentimes when I used to tell a lot of my American friends that they would be like, "That's a lot of pressure," but I'm like, all of us get that pressure because that's what we come over here for, like to Literally, make it bro. to where okay, we can start, you know, do a couple things for ourselves, and then we look back and we bring other people mm -hmm. on board. Yeah, but um, a lot of times we sort of even though if you look at it, I had to look at it from a wide point of view to be like, okay, yeah, this is a lot of pressure, but we sort of readily accept that. Like, what's your take on that? I mean, we, we do regularly accept it, but that's all we know, bro. Like, if mm. you think about it, any Caribbean person, I feel like could agree with this, but that's if we're going to focus upon, let's just say we're talking about the Bahamas, bro. Mm. We know the opportunity here, at least when we were growing up, wasn't as much, right? Mm. So once we get to America, we just know that, dog, we have to just keep going. We have to figure it out. We have to mm. find a way. Like, it's literally make or break. Yeah. Like, you can't lose. Like, you know, you have to, you, you get to America. That's the, cause that's the goal. The goal is, all right, I go into foreign, mm. right? And I can make something happen. Once you get in foreign, that's on you, but you literally have to sit there and, like, make this thing work regardless of the situation so to to answer your question i think the mentality especially as um someone from the islands is like literally just work mm. just can't stop won't stop just working until you obtain the goals that you want because what else are we gonna do 
That's true. And I was mm-hmm. telling I, I was telling a couple of other people, I was like, I think that's why most of the times when you see people have to come back home, they go through that whole like it's, it's yeah, a hard depression. Break. Yeah, bro. Because <laughs> like, it's like flip, I fail. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you know, essentially, like, I don't want to you know, say like that, but yeah, essentially yeah. that's what it is. They come back home and they, they failed at yeah. that point in time. You know yeah. what I mean? And you gotta restart and figure it out again and like how could I get back or how could I sort of make myself? Yeah, things work. And I think I went through it, and it was like, yeah, I failed, and now it's like, okay, how I could, you know, pivot the situation and yeah. try to figure it out. And I think now it's easier to do because we have okay things like the internet. Oh yeah, um, it's way better, bro. Yeah, way better. Because like, like when we was growing up, I mm-hmm. mean, dog, like I remember dial-up internet. I remember mm-hmm. like the, <laughs> the Nokia cell phones. Like I just remember being so like late on technology because what, you know, we in island and stuff yeah. like that. But now, bro, I think the opportunity is so great for like mm-hmm. any content creator, anybody doing anything, bro. Like even if you're an accountant and you still want to post some stuff like the internet right now is pfft. it's a great equalizer. It's guess. heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I always say, okay, yeah, even though I live in the Bahamas. It ain't nothing for me to go buy a plane ticket and just go where I need to go. Do a couple of things, a couple of things, and come right back. So, like, seriously, like, even even as far as, like, setting up a meeting, like, bro, you could Zoom. Exactly. You could FaceTime somebody. You could Instagram, video them, and they could be wherever they is. But the internet is literally our best friend right now. Mm. I mean, we didn't really have that same opportunity growing up, per se. But, like, now, the opportunities are endless with the internet, bro. So endless. Okay, I really, I always try to preset to people like, "Hey, just get started." Ain't it? We don't really have an excuse. Like, bro, there's really, none, like, bro. There's, there's none, bro. Like, you know, especially none. after like um something like TikTok. I feel like every now and again, an app like that comes around mm-hmm. and it's like changes the game to okay. where it's like because Instagram changed the game. Remember yeah. ten years ago, people's like, oh, "I post a bunch of pictures now." You know. I saw we on Instagram and then TikTok was just like, well, the pandemic here. So. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> we got to use TikTok. We got to entertain ourselves. Exactly. We have to. We have to. So talk to me about how being an aspiring actor. So I know it wasn't like, okay, first day I have an acting job, everything, you know, gravy, mm. everything going good. I'm making money. Yeah. I shaking hands. I ain't all up in the parties and things like that. So take me to that process. Like, what was the first thing you did? Because I know you possibly, I don't know, maybe you got on fairly easily. No. <laughs> all right. No, so no. I, take I us had, through that process. So I'll tell you about my process. I had mm. a very, like, like I said, make or break process. Okay. Like, so my mentality going to LA was like, as soon as I get there, I can be famous and I can do this and that. Uh, Dog eat my lunch. <laughs> Dog eat my lunch because that was not that that was uh, not it at all, bro. Like LA literally tested me. It was like, oh, this is what you want to do? Cool, cool. You have to figure it out from the bottom. So like when I moved to LA, I knew nothing as far as what I needed to be an actor. Like as far as headshots. Mm. Or the platforms that I needed to use to submit myself. I didn't even... I knew I kind of needed an agent, but I didn't know, like, the the, the seriousness of having an yeah. agent and having representation to push out your stuff. Mm. So, what I did was, I started off as a background actor. And for those people that don't know what background acting is, that's like, if me and you did a movie and you see the people just walk past, but you don't really see their face, background acting. So, mm. like, I was doing background acting at least 
three, four times a week, scraping up whatever they was giving me at the time. The rates were a lot better back then. Um, and when I say back then, that's what, five years ago. Why? Um, Why is it? Because of different strikes and things like that? No. I, I think now in the industry, a lot of these companies and a lot of these um, productions, they're very cheap. And so... Yeah. They have a bunch of actors in LA and they know people want to act. So it's just like, all right, well, if you want to be on this Netflix show, it's $100 for eight hours. It's a terrible rate, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. First of all, and that's getting taxed. So you only get about 70, 60, if that. You and know then you have the high cost of living. The high, exactly. <laughs> so these, these companies, what they're doing is they found a way. It's just like, all right, I know people want to be a part of this. We can throw them a bone. Mm. Here. Here's a little $100. Here's a little $150. Mm. Sometimes you might get lucky with a little $200 rate for eight hours. But um, essentially, yeah. So I started off as a background actor. And what I had to do was everybody that I met who was an aspiring actor, I said, hey, man, you know, I just moved here. Blah, 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 blah. Like, what do you do? Like, how do you go about this? And so that's how I got the game of headshots you need this platform you need to do this you need to do that you need a resume you need a reel mm. like uh, all of these things that i was doing from networking and mm. so as i started doing that i started to uh keep those relationships because a lot like i said a lot of them were either actors or photographers mm. or um producers in the making and fast forward to a couple of years later, you know, a lot of them are still great friends of mine and we've connected. Oh, I got this project I'm doing. Can you? Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. So like literally my journey has been so much of a networking word of mouth, like keeping good ties. Like I remember being on set um, at the time when I had my headshots and literally giving it out to everybody as far as like production wise so mm -hmm. that they could remember me because I mean, that's what you have to do. No one's going to give you that opportunity. You have to create that yourself. You have to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people, and that's something I learned while living in Atlanta, the power of networking. It's crazy. Like just having simple conversations with simple. people and not really trying to be cloud chasey or being an opportunist, but just having building genuine bonds to where, right. you know. Right. Well, that's the thing. It, the thing is, when it comes to the networking, I think a lot of people fail at the, the, the standpoint going off of your point of mm. the genuineism of it. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, all right, I see this person on set. I know, I know this would be a great opportunity for me. Let me just press the issue straight up versus mm. being genuine. Be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Where are you from? Asking about them, what they doing, like just mm. sparking their interest, like just being genuine. A lot of people fail at that. And like that's the downfall when it comes to the networking aspect. Because mm. most people would probably meet somebody that has some sort of influence and just be like, yeah, mom, what you could do for me? Yeah. Versus just ask a question, just, you know, pick their brain. Like, you know what I mean? If, if, if things are natural, it's going to work itself out. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it, 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 it sounds contradictory, but like you, sometimes you still got to be a bully and be like, hey, this is me. What you could do for me in a to a certain degree. You yeah. know what I mean? I think it's, it's a way you could, you could go about Correct. it. Or whatever, Correct. Like, you it's, know. it's like your tone, it's how you speak, your approach. But yeah, man, networking is very, very key, especially when it comes to um, the industry. A lot of, or 98% of my opportunities have been because of, you know, network word of mouth. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, there was this guy, his name is Andrew. He has this company, some dude named Devs. And we linked up off of Instagram and he was a photographer, right? And, you know, we did it for the free to collab, all that stuff. 
and we actually generally bonded and we had a friendship. Now he's this amazing, amazing producer, director, photographer. Most of the times when he asks me like, oh, what you doing? I have an opportunity. It's because of him. My mm. first uh, my first Nike campaign and Puma campaign was because of him. Mm. But because of that connection of word of mouth, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, because that, as you saying that, that reminds me of a conversation I had with one of my brethren, like my old college roommate. Like, he, I think he was working on a Netflix show at that point, mm-hmm. and he was trying to, I think, I guess because he was he started writing, he wanted to get like cool with the directors, and I used to tell him I was like, bro, it'd be better for you to sort of get cool with the people around the director versus yeah. going yeah. going directly for sure. Because when you build a relationship with not just the with the person that you're trying to go to, but the people around, it sort of festers more goodwill, yeah. and then you being more good gracious. The PAs, yeah. the, the DP, the ADP, who, mm. whoever, bro, the trash man, like yeah. dog, it. Yeah, it's Cause, literally about the because people be quick to you know part of the forty laws is don't be like don't be, be in an ivory tower because people quick to like hate and try to like sabotage you. But mm-hmm. if you just be genuine and a friend with everybody and you know be respectful of everybody, you know it always can come back to you. It always can come back and dog ain't eat your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> dog ain't eat, dog your ain't eat your lunch. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's that that's literally it. That's literally it. So pivoting a little bit. So when I started seeing you mm. start shooting your own shorts, I was like, I know what he's doing. I was like, okay, he's probably getting the gigs, but he still needs to bolster that reel. And what I learned in film school, a lot of way where a lot of act up and coming actors, Billy Real is just hopping on this project, hopping on that project, just getting as much work in as possible because it helps with you perfecting your craft yeah. but also it helps you build a catalog to sit so when it comes to auditions it helps to show the cast and director your different ranges mm-hmm. the different rules like you know they, they have an idea okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so sure. talk to me about that process like, so that process was uh-huh. was essentially like all right so i i was well i am an actor right but at the time i was an actor who's just like mm. i need an opportunity right mm. i mean i want the audition i want to be in front of these big producers, casting directors, but I'm not getting it, right? So ironically, you know, and this is one of the blessings from the pandemic, the pandemic shut down uh, everything, the world. Mm. And I was like, well, what can I do? You know what I mean? I was like, well, I really want to act, but you know, I need an opportunity. So Mm. instead of waiting for the opportunity, I created it. I was like, bro, let me find these people, the same people that I made connects with probably a year or two ago with, um, videographers actors and i was like how do y'all feel about this pandemic like i know it's serious i don't want you to risk your health if you feel some type of way but like if you down to create some movies let's create some movies and so during the pandemic what i did was i produced and somewhat co-wrote a movie every month during the pandemic that was every month yeah yeah you was putting them out every month every month why i felt like i know it was a lot and i watched a lot yeah but it felt like Wow, that's, it was, that's amazing. My goal was to uh, make a film once a month. Mm. And like you said, like having that catalog, but I was more so on the mindset of I need to create my opportunity instead of waiting for an opportunity. So mm. when I have these meetings and I have these conversations with whoever, oh, well, what have you done? What? Oh, well, I need this and that. 
All right, half said that. <laughs> what else did you want? Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. right there. So, as an actor, like, it, 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 that journey isn't the most fun or isn't the most pleasurable. But at the same time, like, to me, it's the opportunity that made the most sense mm. at the time. It's like, you could sit there and, 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 and manifest all you want and thrive. But if you ain't doing nothing, then what? It's kind of like you set a goal. You'd be like, man, I won't go to the gym and be swole. Okay, great. First step, done. But are you in the gym every day obtaining that goal? And so the same thing I applied to as an actor, like, I want to be on the big screen. Make my own fucking movie. You know what I mean? Make my own short films. Why not? Get people going. Get people like, oh, I didn't even know you was doing that, dog. Yeah, bro. This is what I doing. Yeah. So that whole transition of, you know, waiting for the opportunity, you know, it, it, it sucks. But, like, I, I, I just was locked in and I was like, dog, I, I just need to make content, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because my thing is, like, when it comes to support, I wasn't really worried about the support, you know. Because I was I doing this for me. If people mm. like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Cool. Regardless, though, I promise you, I have a movie out. That's what I'm doing. Because that's what I want to be. I want to be an actor, so here's my movie. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. The support is going to come. And I feel like a lot of people fail at um, realizing that you don't need support like right away obviously your family and friends but like if you if you start thinking like man well ain't nobody can support me ain't nobody can support my brand ain't nobody can uh buy this from me you start thinking like that then you start living for people you don't living for yourself because if you just did it the support can come regardless then that's that was my whole mindset like doing my short films why not yeah i think that's the mindset of a true winner because it's you know but sometimes you have to put yourself in a space to where when you don't see it happening, you have to start creating that magic and that energy. And then once you start it, then people start taking notice and just adds to the mm -hmm. part. And now when you have certain things on autopilot, now you're just getting work left, right, and center because of the hard work, sweat, and tears that you already initially yeah. put in. And it's not it's not an easy process, you know. Like, like you said, like yeah, you yeah. have to be like mentally stable to do or think like that. Mm. But once you start thinking like I need to do what I need to do for me, bro, the opportunities are endless. And that's not even just from the entertainment industry. That's, that's just a life, bro. <laughs> like like that's a, that's imperative to life, bro. Like yeah. what? You start thinking about I need to do. I need to better myself. And I need to focus on me. Mm. Everything in front of you. Everything. Domino effect. I promise you. So yeah. anybody listening, <laughs> focus on yourself. You know, focus. as cliche as that sounds, but you really have to, bro. You have to. I think that's when a lot of people's lives turn around. Like when you started really getting into yourself and honing all your skills, honing your body, your spirit your mind and every making everything sharp as possible and started uh, going after your goals that's when everything really you know it the breakthrough happens it changes bro yeah. it changes your whole mental it's crazy yeah. mind over matter bro our minds are so strong we don't even realize it like majority of the time mm. you know what i mean like i i want to use this gym reference it's like you go to the gym and you want to let's just say bench press or like squat a certain weight you psych yourself out and say i can't do this you ain't gonna do it mm -hmm. but if you go in and be like but i got this but even if it's one rep you still did it you know what i mean the mentality of i got this you know it's like 
It's like the Kobe Bryant mentality. Mamba, bro, you have to be a killer regardless of whatever you do every mm. day. Mamba mentality. Mm. I actually have that tattooed on me, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So take me through the process. You did a film a month. Whether it's a feature film or a short film, mm. just creating film is a lot of work. Yeah. So tell me from how did you even get inspired? What inspired you to write? So you did a film a month, so that's 12 scripts. Yep. So what is my, like, did you write the scripts first? Or? So I co-wrote a lot of them. Okay. Um, I, I won't sit there and say that I wrote them all myself. I had help from several different friends. Um, you know, my homie Shaq, uh, my boy Jason, um, Andrew, all type of people that I collabed with. Um, and my thing was, I can't do it on my own, right? Mm -hmm. I could have the... I could think this is the greatest idea in the world, mm. but I need somebody else's opinion because I need someone to think from a spectator standpoint, a friend standpoint, and just a very unbiased standpoint. So we, we collabed and my goal was to like, you know what, I can make these films and I just could leave people hanging. It's called cliffhangers. So every, all mm. of my films that I produce, they just end with no actual meaning. Mm. And the point is, is like, why? Think about it. A lot of the films that we watch, they have a meaning. They have an end. They have they a have part like a two. resolution. No. Yeah. Why not do something different where it's weird? Not a sick dread. This was solid, but I want to see more. Nah. <laughs> you got to see the next one or the next movie that has yeah. nothing to do with the with previous it, movie yeah. that you saw. So my whole thing was like, how could I stand out in this film industry? Because I'm not the only person trying to make short films, features, so on and so forth, respectfully. Mm. But... I want to make sure I stand out and be very, very different. Like, wow, you, you, you did this film and, and it just ended like that? I wanted more. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> sorry. As weird as it is, sorry. I think, I mean, probably because I work in the industry and yeah. go out to school. It's like, I just enjoy things for it. It's okay, that's dope. Like, one of my faves was, I think, the one where... You was like the sweetheart. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I meet up with this dude. And then you didn't know that was his wife. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So typically, how long does it take you to actually? Because obviously, if you're trying to do a film a month, and obviously maybe working a job and doing other mm. things. like How long does it take? Yeah, for shooting and editing. Two weeks. Okay, so, all right, so... So, like, for example, I'll come up with the idea, collab with who I need to lab as far as, like, co-writer. Mm -hmm. um, I would do the casting. I And the casting wasn't like, oh, you have to audition. My casting was based of the strength, knowing, like, I know this person's an actor. I, I trust and believe them. Here's an opportunity for us all. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, it'll be like, all right, I'm doing this. Are you available? we probably shoot... An entire movie in about four hours, four to six hours. Okay. Turnover time with editing all of that, two weeks. Okay. About two weeks. Very, very quick. And that sounds super efficient. <laughs> well, because the thing is, like, uh -huh. and don't get me wrong, as a creator, like, you uh -huh. know, um, when you think about producing a movie, it could be tedious and it could be expensive mm. to a certain degree. But at the same time, it, it, it doesn't have to be if you just figure out, you know, useful resources. Like, so a lot of the times when we shot in that four to six hour day, we did two locations, but it was based upon like, all right, well, we need a house scene. Let's use the apartment. Mm -hmm. We need a park scene. Let's just go outside to the public. You know, if we needed to rent something, 
we just needed it for an hour or two. I mean, that's what a hundred dollars or something like that, two hundred dollars. So mm. it was just more so figuring out the best resources and just making use of them. Honestly, you know, because although you want things to be um, in a certain direction and in a, in, a, in a certain like how do I say it, like a certain outlook of it, you could still simplify that to get the same thing. You know what I mean? Because honestly, all the films that I did, we only shot with one camera mm. in a four to six hour day with two locations. That's a quick turnaround. <laughs> like, you know, because I think a lot of people, especially in for the indie part and how you've seen in some cases where a lot of content creators, like, for example, because I was watching their stuff the other day, like RDC World, like, you know, they made this whole, like, anime bro, house. That they're are amazing, that. bro. Yeah. so amazing. So, bro. like, it's like people trying to figure out, okay, we need to make quick content, but we may need to make it as good. And for it to look good, sound good, but we need to do it quick. Mm-hmm. So, everybody trying to figure out, okay, how I, even me, I'd be like, okay, when I write something, I'm like, all right, I need all this this fluff. Right. We just need to get the point across, yeah. like, quick. But that four to six hour... That that's quick for especially from what I've seen so far. Oh, everything I watch, I was like, mm, I could be like, okay, this made me take a date, or maybe two nah, days, four or six hours, bro. That's I, impressive. I personally, my my films, I've never gone over a day shooting. It's just been one day shoot. That's four impressive. to six hours. Y'all need to check out here. <laughs> <laughs> four to six hours, bro. Because um, another thing too, like uh, the, the the way I set up my short films is like, all right. Realistically, you want to tell a story, mm. right? How can you uh, capture, you know, us young folks or people in general? Like, you have to catch them quick. You can't tell somebody, hey, I have this movie. It's 30 minutes long. You think Man. somebody could watch a movie for 30 minutes? Think about it. We'll go on Instagram and watch something for like 30 seconds. Oh, I gone. Man. 15 minutes top, under 10, straight to the point. Boom. Yeah. We ain't got to sugarcoat this. You know what I mean? It is hard, but like... The way I was thinking was just like, how can I capture everybody like to be on my train right away and quickly? Because I could do a 30-minute film, mm. which would probably be dope. Or I could do something that's under 15 minutes where it's just straight to the point and just, boom, knock it out. How's like, the overall reception been after? Maybe has it, did it shift from the 1st to the 12th? And how was it like after you completed like, the whole series? Um... As far as like what, like support or public reaction, maybe, you know, industry reception. I I think, I think once, once, uh, once the first like three came out, Mm. people was like, oh yeah, but you serious? And I was like, yeah, you Mm. know what I mean? Um, but it was actually very inspiring and and very motivating to hear like people be like, yo, I see you doing your thing. Like you've inspired me to create my own film or you've inspired me to do such and such. And it's just like. Wow, the power of the internet. Not anything about it. You probably <laughs> did inspire me to do start doing my homie hero sketches. Shoots, I appreciate it. <laughs> like, I mean, because when these came in twenty twenty, yeah, yeah, because we had. That's when I was with doing the pod, and I was with my guys, and I think it was the PSA competition that come up, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, me and my cousin, I was like, bro, we already cosplay, we already got all these, you know, all these people that did these different things or whatever. I looking at what RDC World doing. I'm like, we could do <laughs> like, like, like we got the resources. Them, they're like, amazing, dog. Yeah. They're so amazing. So it's like, oh, da da da, and then we entered the what it was. It was the first the office of the Prime Minister 
COVID PSA mm. competition. We won that. Then we entered the Pahu Mental Health PSA and we won that. So nice it was like, you know, and that kicked off. Yeah. I saw it. We're going to do this kit. Okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then, okay, we introduced Spider Way. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. So, yeah, like, thank you. <laughs> Shoots, thank you too. <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah. I was like, because I think that was really what me watching that was like for years. And I spoke to Reggie about this where I had to sort of go into dealing more, more getting into more commercial space. Whereas film is my first love and I like to write, I like mm-hmm. to produce, mm-hmm. I love to edit, but that wasn't paying the bills. And it was. I always said 2020, a goal for me was to get back to filmmaking. Obviously, the pandemic came and, right. yeah. you know, yeah, derailed yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, yo, I wanted to be intentional about that. And, like, after watching it, like, a couple of months, I was like, yeah, I need to go. Like, yeah, we... And then it took me through the process of how to do it quick. I didn't want it to take forever to, no. to do something. I know I had limited time, so I had to be, yeah. like, really, like, super efficient. But... Yeah, now y'all know. (laughs) (laughs) So the Bahamian influence in your artwork. Because I've noticed subtly you've had Bahamian artists as soundtracks in some of the shorts. All. All All of them. I got to go rewatch a lot. All of them. Okay, so all All of them. them. Because prevalently twin them. Yeah. Shout out to my brethren, twin them. Yeah. Yeah. So... I've known them for years. Mm. We went to QC together, you know. Um, and, you know, I not to say, like, I was there when they start off, but, like, I remember them saying, like, but we want to do this music thing. Mm. And when I was in Penn State, I had my first radio show, and I reached out to them. I was like, bro, send me all the music. Let me run this on the track, or let me run this on the station. And I did, continuously. Mm. You know what I mean? Just literally because I, gen- first of all, fire music, right? But, like, generally, because mm. I was like, but... Whatever I doing, I bring the Bahamas with me, dog. Mm. Like, what? I have these people. I have friends that are artists and musicians. Why not use their music? So my whole film thing was like, every film has to have Bahamian music in it. Whether it's, you know, it wasn't rake and scrape yet, but mm. whether it's rap, R&B, um, you know what I mean? Just a Bahamian artist. Just a Bahamian, all yeah. of it. Yeah. I didn't want to, I mean, no disrespect to my American artist friends. Mm. That's just not the lane that I wanted to go. I wanted, if I as a Bahamian producing a film, I want to make sure y'all see a Bahamian and hear a Bahamian, like as far as music wise. However you like take to it, that's how you take to it. But I know for sure, I have to include those people in that. Have to. You know what I mean? Because as no man is an island, but at the same time, it's like if I could help somebody and if I elevate and I want people to elevate as well, bro. Like what? Mm. Especially in in, in the same type of industry entertainment music yeah bro what twin them um who else have i used um ice p uh toya she changed her, her rap Maybe name a couple yeah, times yeah. i think she's well he goes by my boy now my boy yeah my boy my boy yeah, yeah. like i used her music as well me and her are very very uh long-term friends as well but mm-hmm. it was just on the same tip like I've been watching y'all. Mm. I've been supporting y'all for sure, yeah. generically. But now that I have this platform, let's do this together. And you also been probably influenced or has been somewhat, I say, a soundtrack for certain moments. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I always ask every Bahamian filmmaker this: Have you heard the Sydney Poitier 
comparisons. I did. I mean, you the next Sydney Fortier. I mean, to me, like as far as like compared to myself or or like someone just randomly. Oh, you the next Sydney. <laughs> Honestly, no. I okay. haven't. I haven't heard it. At least not yet. Um, but I think once I hear it, I feel like I know I'll be on the right path. Yeah, because they typically love to throw that. Like if you were Bahamian doing film, oh, you the next Sydney. Like automatically. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, ironically though, yeah. a lot of people don't know that Sydney Portia was a Bahamian. Uh, that's what, what I found. Yeah, because you'll have a lot. At least what I've been learning. A lot of my um, American friends, they'll be like, "Oh, you know, this is the first African American black person to win an Oscar, mm-hmm. right?" Okay, true, but you know that. He's from Cat Island, you know. He's from mm. the Bahamas, bro. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know that. And I like when I used to post about it, they'd be like, "He's Bahamian." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yes, bro. He's mm. straight from the islands. He ain't from Nassau. He's from Cat Island. Bro. Yeah. So I haven't gotten it yet, but soon though. Soon. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so, waiting for it. So because I was watching it, and I like as I watched it, I might be like. I wonder how your American audience sort of do they ask about the different artists or do they be like okay like this sounds different because you know artists like Twin them actually use their dialect when they mm-hmm. perform their music yeah 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 so sometimes people might be like okay that sounds different or or it's just so subtle that no one really like pays attention no I think it's um, funny uh, this director that I know. Um, from Florida, who lives, who used to live in LA, mm-hmm. I put him onto their music, like doing the films. He used mm-hmm. to co co write with me as well. Mm-hmm. And when he was doing his own things, he actually put their music in his stuff, like the okay. whole album. I was oh. like, <laughs> I was like, All right. I respect that. Yeah. yeah, bro, like that's amazing. Um, so the feedback has been good. I think through time, bro, it's just gonna continue to get better. Like the mm-hmm. more films, the more content, people start like. Are these these people again? Okay, I mm. like this or like you know. However, but through time, it's gonna get better. Cause mm. I mean, I'm not gonna stop. As far as when I'm doing my own films, I just feel like I can continue to to elevate more uh, Bahamian artists. Mm. Like, and I have no problem reaching out to people that I don't even know. Hey, I like your music. Can I use it? A lot of times, <laughs> people find it as flattery because they like, oh, you took the time. Because if you really sort of go into a lot of artists start off insecure yeah and it's for like sure. i get it you don't feel like yeah what you're doing is maybe because you don't get that support right away you don't feel like anybody paying you any attention and so you sort of creating this vacuum because this is something that you love to do yeah and then when someone acknowledges you you sort of get taken back even though you might be you know in some regards, braggadocious in your music, you ain't thinking, you just saying that because that's how what's in your spirit, you let yeah. it out. But then when someone acknowledges it, it's like, oh wow, I didn't expect this or I didn't expect that. Yeah, so, no, bro. I I'm one of those people. Like I don't, I have no shame in my game, bro. Like yeah. I would literally hit you up and be like, hey, love it, support it. Do you mind? Like, what? The worst thing, and that's the thing. Like when mm. it comes to life too, like the worst thing someone could tell you is no. So that's why true. not ask? Like that's literally the worst thing anybody can tell you. Rejection so much. Rejection <laughs> sucks. Yeah. It's terrible, bro. You like, just gotta get used to it, <laughs> bro. I, I, yes, but at the same time, it's like you have one life to live, right? Mm. And not to sound cliche and all deep and spiritual, but it's like if you don't ask, mm. you won't receive. 
Mm. If you don't hunt, you don't eat. True. That's and true. that's that's all aspects of life. Like, if you don't hunt, you don't eat. So it's like, for me, it's like, I can ask these questions and I can reach out to people and literally the worst thing you could tell me is no. It's like applying to the job. The worst thing a job could say is no, we don't want you. Yeah, you still got to move on. You still, you still got to move on, bro. There's yeah. hundreds of jobs. There's hundreds of opportunities. They might say no as well, but you just got to keep going. Yeah. And I think the strong point is to keep going and don't give up because a lot of people though. quit. <laughs> but it's like you just have to have the internal fortitude just to keep on pressing yeah, on. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. So speaking of pressing on, what is your reception? Because I started to take notice of this, I would say in the past five to seven years, like how a lot of Bahamians who grew up around our time are now rising to prominence mm-hmm. in different industries. Yeah. And now and we're all aware of it because not only we grew up to, with each other, but you know, you have all the people on social media. So you have people like Mr. Lauren who's the lawyer at uh, NYC, or you have also went to school with a shout out to Yemi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Or you know, you have uh, my god brother Jamie Bruce. Yep, like you know, he was amazing a yeah, photographer. Yeah, you know, One of the yeah, best photographers. You have someone. Um, I was just talking about uh, Andrew Andre Musgrove, who is this big time diver. My mm-hmm. brother, me, and my brother was talking. About, he's like, "Bro, you know he international." It's like, "Bro, he more than international, bro." bro. Yeah. Like, like he ain't just or he getting filmed because they in the Bahamas. Like he flies out and he dives mm-hmm. in other oceans and worlds. Yeah, so bro. shout out to you him know, as well. and all these people, you know. Because we come from a small place, you know, people, family, you see them grow up, and yeah, yeah. it's like, wow, okay. Something must be in the water. Like, you know, for all of us to end up <laughs> doing what we're doing yeah, yeah, for yeah, us to yeah. get to this point. Like, what's your whole take on that? I, I think it's amazing, bro. I think seeing anybody's elevation is just so motivating. Like, mm-hmm. even, even like, seeing, like, from where, like, Jamie has come from, mm-hmm. Andre has come from, Eliami, like, seeing their success is just motivation. It's like, bro, that's what y'all doing? Bet. Mm-hmm. I need to do better. I need yeah. to do more. And it's not no hate. It's not a competition. It's more so mm. I'm seeing the greatness that you're doing. You're elevating. I need to elevate as well. Mm-hmm. However that, you know, fits in perspective careers. But I, I think it's amazing, bro. Like, I love seeing anybody's success, especially Bahamians. Yeah. Bro, something like that is like, that's giving me that's giving me good anxiety because it's like, bro, like, wow, we really on the map doing things. So. Yeah, and it's not just, <laughs> you know it's just I mean? solely in the U.S. You have in Canada, you have in the U.K., like, Asia, so it, all over yeah, the world, world dog. Like, so it's a global type of thing. And something that I always try to do is I will always why do this podcast and do a, all my other platforms is I'm trying to connect it all together. Yeah, because I think. Yeah. With movements, that's how you make the whole situation better. Like you don't have to feel. Like how we felt coming up to where we just dreaming about these things. We ain't know nobody who could be this or be that no. or whatever <laughs> until we get in and then we look around and it's like, okay, it's a, it's a bunch of kids that became adults that ran off their dreams and attain it. Yeah. So I think now um, what's different from this generation than previous generations, okay, we have the internet. We can connect. We could support each other move together and make yeah. it big so it'd be easier for the ones that come behind us yeah, bro. you know um so speaking on that how do you somewhat i guess use 
the behavior, experience, and influence to how you take on professional jobs or, you know, how you use that in your craft, mm-hmm. per um, se. I always, I always look at myself as, you know, I think I'm great. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know, you know, great things are going to happen. But I always look at I at the bottom mm-hmm. because I don't want to get comfortable. Like, I want to keep grinding. Like, it's kind of like you... You become a millionaire, but you still keep going and you, you know, you live your lifestyle like you broke. Mm. That's the same thing that I apply being from the Bahamas, being in America, trying to chase this dream of the entertainment industry, actor, model, content creator. I had the bottom. Although mm. my accolades speak for themselves, respectfully, yeah. right? Campaign, but, I, I want to ask you now if you can't hook me up with some Nikes or Pumas. <laughs> That's small things, bro. That's small things. That's small things, bro. Yeah, of course. Of course. But, I mean, that's just uh, how I think, bro. Like, I yeah. think that, all right, I still at the bottom, dog. Like, I never want to get comfortable. I never want to, like, think that, oh, I'm so high and mighty. No. I mean, I'm sure I'm doing high and mighty things, but, like, my mindset is, like, you still got to grind, like, this in first day, bro. Like, mm. this is your first opportunity. I think about it, this is my first day in California, in LA, as a background actor. Mm. At the bottom. That's how I think, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you never want... And, and I say that to anybody that's listening for whatever career, bro, you always want to keep that same mentality of like, yeah, you know you're doing great things. You know, you, you deserve the applause, the pots on your back. But every day, bro, you have to grind like you ain't get nothing. Like you gotta grind like no one's giving you this opportunity. You have nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because once you start to do that, you start to like you never you usually don't get comfortable and you just keep going. It's like, all right, well, I just did this great thing. What's next? Well, you thinking about someone who's at the bottom of the day one. They can, they can keep going until they get to that goal. So it's the same thing. Although you're achieving these certain things, you just got to keep going every day. So that's how I think. Hmm. Wise words from a wise man. Seriously, wise. So what's, what's, what projects you working on currently? Currently. Currently right now, hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm still auditioning for a lot of different things. Hmm. Uh, right now, I'm going to be producing a horror film. Okay. Uh, that'll be coming out pretty soon. Um not too sure when I want it to come out. Obviously, I'm not waiting until October. But yeah, because I was just gonna say, like, you about to just like nah produce that, it and then can it and then so roll it out. it's 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 gonna. I'm going back on the whole like creating more movies uh, at least once a month again. Okay, and so I want to get into the the horror side because it's like yeah, I've done the drama, I've done the comedy, I've done the action, but like, how can I create something indifferently like? scary wise you mm-hmm. know just to give another thing to the catalog so that's what mm-hmm. i'm currently working on um on top of everyday content creating you know doing my reels um yeah because you, know, you so. actually <laughs> i bought the tv idea <laughs> really you did do it bro do it because i i used to, you did the dexter's laboratory but you have future in the screen and mm-hmm. i was and i started re-watching that show recently and i was like Man, I gonna put a text costume together. You have to do it, bro. I have for it. I have for it. I have for it. Yeah, I can put that in my mind. Is a lot of the old cartoons we used to watch, bro. They are hilarious. You watch them, today. bro. They have a lot of different subliminal messages that are so funny as an adult. You like, Man. wait, that's what y'all was saying? Like, Man, what? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious, dog. But 
Um, so, because you bring up the modeling thing. So, is the modeling helping with the acting or just, you know, helping you to somewhat have like a financial backing so you can pursue the content? It's both. Okay. Um, I, think, I think being a model and an actor, they correlate. Mm. So, like, obviously in front of the camera, like mm. you, you got to... In a sense, when you model, you're, you're like somebody else to a certain degree. Same thing with acting. Um, so for me, yeah, I mean, it, it has been helping financially. But at the same time, like, I just think that they both are the same. Mm-hmm. So like my modeling is me acting and my acting is me modeling, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. how I think about it. Okay. Um, it. And especially like... You know, not to sit there and say, like, oh, I'm never nervous. But, like, you know, sometimes I have jitters and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, they, they both. they both. So, your same together. agent who was, obviously, you spoke about getting an agent. So, yeah. the same age, yeah, you have the same agent for your acting stuff as well as your No. So, so, the way the way the acting thing or the way the industry works is okay. you can have or most people have, like, a commercial agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have a manager and then they'll have a theatrical agent mm. or they'll just have a manager who does all of those things. Me currently, I just have a, a commercial agent working on the theatrical agent side. Um, it's going to happen. I mean, I'm, I'm signed theatrically here with CMM, mm. um, which is great. Opportunities have been there. Hey, was I seeing you flew in to do, was it Goomba Kids? Yeah. No. Okay. Which should be coming out sometime this year. Um, yeah. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Shout out to CMM and Gumby Kids. Um, but so, like, my home agency is CMM as mm. far like my mother, my mother agency. Um, but theatrically in the States, I'm not represented. Uh, I'm not represented. Um, but I've been just creating my own opportunities and figuring it out myself self-submitting mm. um like i said like i'm still auditioning a lot of the auditions that i have had like tyler perry shows netflix shows hulu shows i've submitted for myself mm. um but the goal and what's gonna happen this year is to you know obviously obtain a manager and a theatrical agent as far as in the states because it just elevates you to another level because mm. they they see things that you can't and they have connects that you don't mm. you know what i mean so they'll push you through the doors and all that different stuff. So, well, a question would have been burning in the back of my mind: like, how are you surviving with LA's high cost of living? Like, how, like, how do you manage that? Because I always used to say, but like, coming from by the grace of God, <laughs> it was coming from like places like Georgia and Florida, Texas, yeah. where you could get a five-story mansion for hundred grand versus. You want we can get something the size yeah. of a house in Bantown in LA for the same price. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I I, I know if I ever, ever live in there because I'm like, well, to 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 go off your point, yeah. I can sit there and say it's easy, mm. but if you don't hunt, you don't eat. Mm. So it's like, I want to live in LA. I chose to live there. I have to figure it out. Like, mm. however that's who fit. Like, I remember first moving there, bro. I had like three jobs or. Like, no cap. Like, I was literally working, like, mm. nonstop. Till I got to a point where I was afforded an opportunity where my job um, allowed me to have the balance of being a content creator as well as working, mm. but the flexibility. So, it's hard, but, like, like I say, in LA, bro, like, you just got to figure things out. Like, it is expensive. I'm not going to sit there and say it isn't, but mm. you just got to make sure it makes sense. Like, if you know you're living in an expensive city, why would you want to go out on the weekends and spend money? You know right, you have right. rent. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know you have to eat. So it's just a level of priority. And like right now in my life, my priority is like surviving and my career. Mm. So I'm not going to let anything get in that way. Like, yeah, I might not be able to purchase whatever it is I need to purchase as most people would do if they were living in other states, but I need to live. Mm. I need to eat. I need to produce a film. I, I need to set up a photo shoot. I, there's so many different things. It's just like, for me, it's just staying on the right track of priority. Like, L.A. is expensive, so anybody trying to move to L.A., I can yeah. sit there and say it's all candy and roses. But yeah. if you have your priorities straight as far as, like, what you want to do, I mean, it's it's almost like living anywhere mm. as far as, you know, making it work. It is expensive, though. Yeah. <laughs> so what's final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't want to take too much more of your time. No, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, first of all, thank you for having uh, me. Um, and it's never a problem always love to talk about creating and stuff like that uh final thoughts i mean i just feel like anybody that's listening and whatever career path that you're in like just don't give up mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh you got to create the opportunity you can't wait for it you you have to get Indeed. out your comfort zone you have to speak you have to network you have to be different mm -hmm. and that's going to set you apart in whatever it is not even just the industry but just in life bro like you have to set yourself from the masses. Indeed. And even if that means you have to be the weirdo, you could be a successful it's weirdo. It's funny being a weirdo. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Most yeah. people don't like, oh, I can't do that because... Uh, yeah, I can look something. No, but no, no. definitely just, just be different. And, and, you know, my quote I've, I've always been saying is, instead of waiting for the opportunity, create it. I like that. I'm gonna put that on the wall. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's yours. That's yours. That's yours. <laughs> well, thanks again, Kai, for stopping by. Pleasure, man. I glad I me. was able to catch up with you before while you was in town. Yeah, man. Because I like, yeah, I could have do this room, but then it's better in person. Cause, way you know, better in person. Because it's better, like bro. you know, way just better, quality wise, and then there's always the energy going back and forth, and you know, um, I I learned a lot. That's been a great conversation. Yeah, bro. And I always like to have great conversations. Thank you, dog. Thank you for having me. But thank you all again for watching. Everything cool. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah, Yo. you see. <laughs>